this is a movie I would say I've probably seen upwards of 50 times. 50? Like that's wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Welcome back to Open Form. I'm Michael Denzel-Smith. Romy and Michelle weren't exactly losers in high school, but they certainly weren't a part of the coveted A group either. They've always marched to the beat of their own drum. But 10 years after high school ended, that has left them with very unimpressive resumes with which to return to their reunion. They come up with the next best solution, lie and say they invented post-its. This week's film is Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, and it was chosen by Kristen Arnett, author of the New York Times bestseller Mostly Dead Things and Lambda Literary Award finalist with Teeth. This is a movie that is kind of like, I know it is like a cult classic for certain people, but for myself, I felt like it's like a little bit of a cult classic, like for like, me and like there's like a my very good friend at the time like when this movie came out when I was 17 years old Mm. so my friend and I were having sleepover and we went to blockbuster video which is a thing that people used to do and we (laughs) on a whim decided to rent this movie because we're like oh that's got Lisa Kudrow in it like we know who she is Mm -hmm. and then we became obsessed with this movie like the language and like the the dialogue of this movie became things that I incorporated into like, like speech patterns that I have to this day. Like there's things I say aloud at this point in time that come directly from this movie in my everyday life as a 40 year old. Oh, like what? (laughs) Um, Just like really goofy things. Like the other shit they have those, they call them cootie catchers, but that's never what I called it. It's like when she folds up the paper and she's in the car and she's doing like a little, like, um, thing with her hands so she's gonna be like and she starts saying which guy will i have sex with at the reunion and that is literally something that like my friend margo and i like we are too old to say the goofy shit that we do from this movie but sometimes it'll just pop into my head it's like stuff like that or like i don't even know like when uh, it's the 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 kind of like the cadence of tone of voice in a lot of things mm-hmm. in this movie like she's like and i'm christy masters christensen <laughs> it's just like I just, it was like the first time i saw something that was like extremely campy yeah. and i didn't understand that that's what i was seeing it's also something that like as a very closeted like gay person mm-hmm. it appealed to me and i think it appealed to this very queer sensibility that i had that i didn't mm. understand that was just deeply gay yeah. and so i'm like i'm still obsessed with this movie i think yeah. about it all the time so as soon as you asked i was like oh Romeo and michelle <laughs> <laughs> great um yeah there's a lot there that we could get into so like this movie i had not seen it until uh you you wanted to to discuss it for the podcast um this was your your choice I had not seen it, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think the reason that I had not seen it was because when it came out, I would think I was like 10 or 11, and the only white people that I was going to watch movies with were like Adam Sandler. Like, that was was, was it. (laughs) Um, But, and then I think... Like going forward, it's it's you know Romeo and Michelle. It's sort of like like you say, ha- achieved that sort of cult status. And mm-hmm. I knew of it, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess one day I'll get around to it. But what I was preparing myself for was I was thinking, and this is just sort of like, this is 
my perception based on everything that I know about America and Hollywood is I saw two blonde white women mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, so they're the popular girls that go back to their high school reunion and right. like things go bad, but like they end up good in the end. Like, I guess yeah. like that's what I was imagining. Not uh-huh. that movie. It is not <laughs> that movie at all. Um, and so like in, in encountering it, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know about, I didn't anticipate the sort of campiness and the, the style of humor that w- that it was or like what these characters were going to be at all. So it was really interesting to watch, to finally watch it. Um, but so yeah, the, the movie is Romy and Michelle who went to high school together and were best friends and are remain best friends 10 years later. Uh, go back to their high school reunion in Tucson, Arizona, after yes. living in Los Angeles for, for 10 years after high school. And they sort of are confronting all of the, the high school dynamics there, like what what they think their lives have shaped out to be and what they want people to think about their lives. And like, that's sort of the idea, but really it's just like, hey, these two girls go back to their high school reunion and hear all the wacky characters that, that we yes. encounter. Yeah, and I mean, a big part of it too is like, um, it's this kind of confrontation at the time that I thought was very interesting with them like themselves because they're like, mm. we've changed, we've grown so much. And then reality, when they're envisioning what it's going to be like to go back to their high school reunion, they're like, well, one of us is unemployed yes. and we haven't done anything and we still live together. <laughs> like, can neither of us have a boyfriend? Mm. Like we've done basically nothing with our lives. So this idea of like, because this is right like pre-Facebook or pre any kind of social media. Mm -hmm. So this kind of like reinvention of the self, they're like, we can just like pretend that we've gotten successful. We can pretend that we're like, we're really doing well. And they're like, the ideas that they have going into this are like, first of all, just like insane. Like Mm -hmm. the idea that like, well, what's something that like is really like innocuous? We'll pretend we created like post-it notes. Like we invented (laughs) post-it. It's like... It's like very because like nobody will know. So. I'll, I'll hand it to Romy on that one though because I would be like I don't know who the fuck invented post its. Like, yeah, so I yes, you absolutely could have. They're paying me the hundred fifty, or I am out of here. Bye bye. I mean, there are at least twelve other major markets that would put me on the air tomorrow. Wow! So you did it. You're an anchor woman. No, I'm a weather girl. On the highest rated five o'clock news in Tucson. Uh, so, Michelle, what are you up to? Okay, um, I invented post-its. You're kidding. You must have made a fortune. Well, yeah. And that was like pretty much like pre-Google. It's not like anybody could be like, hold on a second, I'm gonna go on my phone and call you on this. They'd be like, huh, okay, sure. You invented post-it notes. Yeah. That's yeah it's it's very funny I don't know it's like there's a lot of things that are like like or the idea of like right like we need to look like business women Mm -hmm. and so they like decide to dress up in these like very specific kind of outfits because so much of their life revolves around fashion and like what they want to look like and also how they see themselves and see each other and they go into this like halfway there in this car that they borrowed for this occasion and they get changed into like a bathroom at a diner and they come out in these like very severe black shoulder pad Mm -hmm. kind of pencil skirt outfits with like hair done up and these like very like chic kind of looks and they go up to 
like the lady working the counter and they're like, do you have a businesswoman's <laughs> She's like, what kind of business are you in? And then so they realize that they haven't even chosen a business and they're like, oh shit, we're gonna like you're gonna ask us where our business is. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, I liked that it felt very like they felt very still very teenagery to mm. me, I feel like, and I think that's where a lot of campiness comes from. Yeah. Like 10 years post high school and they're still like very obsessed with like what like the social dynamics were mm-hmm. i don't know it's like very funny and also a big thing for me with this movie which i think was another thing i didn't understand about myself because i didn't understand about how gay i was <laughs> was um their friendship dynamic that's mm-hmm. the crux of the movie that's mm-hmm. the romance of this movie yeah. is the kind of like deeply intimate caring friendship that these two women share with each other Mm -hmm. and even as like at the movie's end it's about their love for each other and like how deeply they care and how their lives are like so entwined and they don't you know like they'll have romantic partners but they are first and foremost each other's like you know most important person and I hadn't seen anything like that Mm -hmm. I don't think where it was like the friendship was like at the heart of all of it and not necessarily something romantic Right, that's the great heartbreak in the movie, right? When they, they yeah. have that big blow up fight and they they go their separate ways uh, after finally arriving at the reunion, uh, and we sort of see that we see this dream sequence, right, where like Michelle is imagining what that all plays out like, and it, then it flashes forward to seventy years later, and they're still in this fight, and she's like, "No, I've been unhappy all of this time, and like we're because I've been missing this person, this really important person in my life." So like yeah. that's the real like as you say it's the crux of it all that's what hold that's what's holding everything together is that they form this bond and they form that bond in high school when like under the pressure of adolescence in which every teenager is just a horrible human being especially (laughs) to other uh, teenagers and we see those dynamics playing out and and they're like but we had each other and that's something that you know michelle has to remind romeo of later is that you know you're saying that our lives were terrible or our lives are terrible now but like i've always had fun and part of her having fun was that she had romey yeah i mean and there because it was like you know she's like i didn't know that our lives were bad until you told me like i've been loving spending time with you we have a great time like we do everything that we love together and we like enjoy each other's company and like it isn't that like enough like the idea of like you know like what is like enough for a person or what makes you like um like you've done well like i don't know or successful like what success looks like um and it's just i don't know i think it i think it's um it's, it's a movie that I find deeply funny because I think I'm always like very interested in things that are absurd and there's so mm. many things that are deeply absurd in that movie. Yes. Also a movie that you don't, like there's so many like Easter eggs in that movie that mm. like as a, as a person who's seen it so many times now, like like then the dream sequence, there's like all these balloons that come down because they're like both awarded like most improved and amazing <laughs> like person ever. And they're both standing on different sides of the stage. Like Michelle is standing up there with no shirt on. She's mm. like, I couldn't find my tongue. <laughs> like just topless. And like balloons start raining down. And a lot of the balloons that are raining down are shaped like the fruit magnets that like her like oh. teenage tormentor had like stuck on her and so it's like very fun it's like a fun movie for like a rewatch not only because it has like a lot of like I think very funny like one-liners that are kind of thrown in there but because of there's like the people who made the movie like 
stuck in a lot of things like that. It's these kind of like little visual like Easter eggs that are fun to kind I of see. Didn't even catch that. Now I have to rewatch just to catch <laughs> that part. <laughs> um, I will say I I relate to Romy's impulse here, right? In that like wanting to show up all of these people that you felt like have I mean, or that just have picked on you, that have like made you feel less than human as you sort of, uh, in her her speech toward Christy at the end there. It's like, we we just wanted to feel like human beings. And like, I get her impulse to be like, well, I'm going to fabricate my life then. I'm going to fabricate my success in order to, for you to find me impressive. I'm like, I'm only now coming out of that. catch myself doing it in lots of different ways I think it's deep it's a deeply relatable impulse to be like you know because it's not even like necessarily people that we like but it's like people that's I want your respect yeah like I I don't like you and like you obviously don't like me but it's like I oh there's something in me that like I just like the fact that I can't get respect from you makes me want to try so hard that I'm willing to do like what am I willing to do to like get respect from you um and it, I do. I think I think it's deeply relatable. I think they're both. It's interesting to watch them together, um, and it's interesting to watch them like be separated at this mm-hmm. reunion and kind of come to these realizations. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I I totally agree with you. I mean, it is like right. Like I'm going to show up someplace where it's like with the, a room full of people who have previously been deeply unkind to me. Like yeah. you know, why why can't I invent a history for myself that makes me you know, feel, um, confident or like not, not as afraid. Cause I think it can be deeply terrifying. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone to a high school reunion. I Me I was like, no, I, I, I like my 10 years. I didn't get were, invited. So there was, there was what? I saw pictures of it later on Facebook, so I was like, oh, okay, that happened. Yeah, it's like, wow, first of all, you made, I mean, good, you got out of that. I don't think anybody that's going is having, like, a good time. It doesn't seem like, I think that's the place, it's like, I feel like I've seen, like, them on Facebook. Like, I was like, that's where I saw that, that's where that needs to live. Like, it can just live on the the internet of the pictures. Like, I was like, if I did even go, because some of it was, like, I don't know like in high school I was like deeply closeted Mm. and like really a dork and like I did my big thing I did was show choir and I I don't know I was high school is bleak you couldn't pay me to go back and do that which I think many people would say like Um. no fucking way would I want to go back and do that but like there is something about like especially like where am I in life right now I'm like I'm I'm, like I've achieved like some level of success Mm -hmm. in my field and like Mm -hmm. I feel good about that. Wouldn't it be great to like show up someplace and have like people be like, Oh, wow. You know, you've done yeah. really well. And then I was like, what am I getting out of that? Like, who are any of those people? Like, I had to talk to them. In, like, a yeah. What, what is, what's that <laughs> thing going to serve me? Like, what's it actually going to feed? Like, like it's not going to offer anything more than that fleeting moment. Like, I'm not going to take exactly. that back with me to my life and be like, yeah, felt really good. <laughs> felt really good. If anything, I think it would be like, 
oh, I can't believe I did that. Right, right. <laughs> and it's a point. I think the people that are enjoying a high school reunion are all Billy Christensen, right? Like yeah. they, they are all just like that, that they're going back. People loved them then and then want to like see them and want to be around them yeah. because they're searching for that feeling again. But like yeah. ultimately the way that they're enjoying it is being shit faced drunk like Billy Christensen. Yeah. I do envision myself if I was gonna go to a high school reunion being at least that drunk. Oh god, yes, absolutely. There's <laughs> no I'm, other way. Yeah, not behaving like that, but but definitely being like probably belly up to the open bar, God bless. Yeah. If I had to be at a high school reunion and talk to anybody from high school, just yeah. ladies. <gasps> god. Can you believe we're going home in a helicopter? <laughs> I know, it's so cool. I just wish everybody inside the reunion would come out and see us lift off. Oh, thank you. It is, it's like, it's a movie that like, it's, it's like, you know, like, like the fantasy of what it could be like to like reinvent mm. your life and have people like look at you like you're somebody special. And then like what the actual reality of that thing is, is that like, like, those people seeing you or like having any opinion doesn't give you or take, give you value or take away any value. Yeah. There's yeah. some other fantasy elements in this that, that are interesting to me in that like the people who are the success stories from their high school like, uh -huh. are that the, the ones that we really truly pay attention to, right? Like Heather and uh, uh, what's his name? Sandy, essentially yeah. their, their successes. Um, but both of their successes are like completely like completely unrealistic right like like the idea that heather created jenny Garofalo's character just created this very fast burning paper that they yeah. put on cigarettes and like that's the way that she got rich and then sandy invented a special kind of rubber uh yeah. for, for 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 tennis shoes and that's like the way that he made all of his millions or i guess it seems like billions and honestly the way that he his his lifestyle is but there's one yeah. success story that's like kind of real and then i also feel like they didn't go there all the way but this character seems to be a little queer coded to me is mm -hmm. the the one that's the vogue editor now yes like laura loomer yeah she she definitely has like, I mean, as I, I think this is a this is a conversation I've had with my girlfriend. We're like, oh, she's a dyke in the movie. Like she definitely is. Like she, it's like she has that energy, especially like who she is like within her friend group when they're mm -hmm. teenagers that she doesn't necessarily agree with them and she has ideas about like what she thinks and like especially about like fashion and women's bodies but then she like she's like okay I can't speak outside of this like language of this group I have right yeah. now or it will get me into like social trouble but then yeah what she looks like like she has that like very chic very short haircut and she wears like a pantsuit to the yeah. reunion I was like, like oh cream she color like pantsuit it's <laughs> She, I was like, oh, she looks like a like a business dyke. It's like, a, it's it's great. Like, yeah, that that's a reasonable like what you're saying, like a reasonable success story. Like, it's reasonable to consider like, oh, like one of our classmates has gone on and is like an editor at Vogue or something, or like not like like Janine Garofalo, who I think is so funny in this movie, she's like great. doing like like she's like so disgusted by the fact in high school that she can't finish a cigarette <laughs> like she's like why can't they invent a cigarette that you can finish like in the five seconds between classes and that has spurred her entire momentum towards like her inventing the quick burning paper for these like 
cigarettes for the gal on the go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like completely unbelievable and very funny. Like, I don't know. There's this part. I even, I remember like just gut laughing at the time, like, seeing it the first time is like when they're standing there and people are on stage and like I think Christy's on stage saying something and Janine is like in the audience holding a beer at the reunion and somebody says something and she thinks it's so stupid but she has a mouthful of beer and she just starts going blah, 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 and the beer just all starts like going all over her face and I remember the time being like that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen it's so <laughs> dumb and it's so gross and I love it so much there's just like it's very absurd also like I love Alan Cumming in this movie mm-hmm. as like Sandy and they're like oh he's like it's because Alan Cumming is very queer <laughs> so it's like very fun to watch him in this like role of like where he's deeply in love with yeah. like Lisa character and also like I don't know it's it I think Alan Cumming is always very funny in like a variety of roles he does because he's like yeah lean into this like very interesting like heteronormative thing or yeah lean into this like very queer thing like he was like sure I'll do this like camp like he does camp very well I think like lean into this like very campy weird guy who's like you know I've I've got a helicopter and I've done all these things but really all I want is you Michelle right. this he's, girl that I saw in high school he's <laughs> held on to that flame for all, all of these years later with all of the money and resources at his disposal we could go anywhere in the world find yeah. basically any woman at this point I believe and it's just like <laughs> no Michelle you're the one and it's like yeah. it's unclear why as she's no. treated him nothing but terror Terribly, but mm-hmm. uh, but then she changes her mind. Uh, uh, but honestly, at that moment though, at the end there where uh, he asked her to dance, uh, he's mm-hmm. flown in and told her everything, and and she says only if Romy uh, can dance with us, and that they then they get into the helicopter together. My feeling was just like, okay, so thruple, right? Like this is where, <laughs> this is where this is headed. <laughs> is that this is. <laughs> yeah i was like okay well they're in a relationship together uh but it is it's funny because that's another one of those fantasy things too like the three of them do this choreographed (laughs) obviously no way that any of them would like no i mean maybe like romeo and michelle it seems like in their free time they like it makes sense right like the idea of like teenage girls like let's do a dance together like let's make like a a dance and record ourselves um like that made sense that they would know it him being in the middle of it and being able to be part of this like modern jump right in there (laughs) i was like it's very funny there's like a lot of like very bizarre things and then i yeah i love that it's like yeah he's gonna finance them opening a boutique together and this is like i was like that's sure that's completely reasonable Definitely and, and in the end, that's all Romeo and Michelle ever really needed was just some seed money to be themselves, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and this is it, they, that's the ultimate fantasy, right? Is that we all get <laughs> a benefactor to be able yes. to do exactly what it is we want with our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Where is our Sandy Frank? <laughs> Fly in the helicopter and do a weird interpretive dance with us and then give us some money, some startup money to fund our arts. <laughs> Listen, if anybody from my high school has made it that big and they had a crush on me during high school and they want to find me, I guess maybe I'll show up to a reunion if, that, like, if that's what it takes. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Kristen, what's one lasting image that sticks with you from Romy and Michelle's high school reunion? Oh, I feel like there's a lot, but if I was like forced to like say one, it's when they're getting in that car that um, Romy has gotten mm. for them um, to take to Tucson and they get in the car and they're like, look out Tucson, here we come. And like Michelle puts her hands up like, woo. Mm. And then the car starts and goes like three feet and then backfires and stalls out. <laughs> it's like, and then does that for several times <laughs> while they're trying to listen to Footloose. Yeah. Um, probably that is something that will be uh, probably on my deathbed. That's like probably yeah. at least one of the many um, lasting images from this movie that will be looping <laughs> in my brain. Amazing. <laughs> Kristen, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to Open Forum, a podcast from Lit Hub Radio, produced by Eliza Smith and Justin Alvarez, and hosted by me, Michael Denzel Smith. Feel free to like, comment, subscribe to Open Forum wherever you get your podcasts, and or sign up for the Lit Hub newsletter to stay up to date on our latest episodes. Next week, James Baldwin and Barry Jenkins speak the language of Black love across generations. <laughs>